Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We are recording. Welcome, welcome up? to Really. Well, with Tom and Dave. Hey, Tom. Hi, Dave. How are you? Uh, I'm fantastic. I'm oh, great. We're, I can't complain at all. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I, I have the, I, I have this feeling of uh, intestinal invigoration mm. that comes from having possibly just gotten food poisoning. Okay. Uh, Could be a little IBS, a little irritable think, bowel syndrome, I possibly. I I yeah. Irritable or, yeah. Or just cantankerous bowel syndrome. Cantankerous bowel syndrome. I think syndrome. my age is more cantankerous. Small derivation of the, of the standard. Okay. Yeah, crotchety. Crotchety bowel syndrome. Crotchety bowel system is a little new to the to the medical yeah. journals, but is also uh, sounds intriguing and potentially yeah. painful. Yeah, it's a you know it's the gerontological version, um, and everything about me is now gerontological. <laughs> I want to know yeah. either how many listeners we just gained or lost with this, well, this just, fascinating I'm, tidbit of information. I'm, I'm I'm at that age where the first words out of the doctor's mouth, uh, beginning of every sentence, is well at your age. Mm, it's, yeah. it's even things like, you know, oh, it's a nice day out. Well, you know, for someone at your age. Yeah, no, of course. I get like, I'm always happy just here. Good news. You mm -hmm. don't have whatever I'm afraid I have. Yeah. But, you know, but if I, if the conversation doesn't start with good news. Yeah. Then I'm. Or I, I like it. I like it when they don't say, could you pay your deductible before we finish this session? Yeah. I got something. I, I got some email of something I didn't pay. I don't yeah. quite understand how all the medical stuff, you know. And Amer I don't. Well, I'm Canadian. Works. I'll, I'll never understand it. Somebody should take. I know, particularly as a Canadian, you should be confused. Yeah, it's very. But oh, what's but but? How are I'm, your so? How are your fluids? I mean, we might as well just finish up on this. You know, good. I feel okay. As again, I think I think um, you know, I think a certain amount of uh, food poisoning uh, mm -hmm. or stomach flu, mm -hmm. uh, I think, is an effective uh, stand-in for uh, exercise and diet. Yeah. No, you could have cool yeah. hallucinations. Yeah, uh, it could make you sort of, in some ways, sh like sharper, just more yeah. alert to sense your senses. Mm -hmm. That might and, or, be helpful. Or, or even if I just want to look nice for an upcoming event, I'll often, yeah. I'll often just eat like a raw chicken. 
Um, <laughs> Some old sushi that you've you know yeah. left on the table overnight just, or something. Just to be just to be extra trim for like yeah. a showbiz a showbiz event. Something a little sweaty, perhaps that uh, you know didn't quite make it to the fridge or. Yep. This is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry that you're not. Oh no, well. it's good. It's good. Okay, good. All right. Good. Well, do you have? Uh, oh, good. This we're recording this on uh, near or about Halloween. We are. Uh, do you do you partake? Are you going to Halloween? be anything interesting? Well, I am. Uh, What's going uh, on in New York? What are your plans? What are, What is Dave Foley doing for Halloween? I want to know. I think I'm going to do what I what I often do ever since uh, my daughter became uh, too old to trick or treat. And that is nothing. Oh, nothing come at on. all. There has I'll to just, be something cool no. happen. Someone cool has called you and invited you to something cool that you maybe may or I'll, may not be attending. Nope, no one's invited me to anything. Oh, um, this is so depressing. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go down and sort of sadly walk around the village during the parade. That'll. Mm, that's a that's know. a good yeah yeah it's a good way to get mugged and yeah. or you know roofied. more hugged more, more you know more hugged especially hugged. you know you know with my with you my might career. Get yeah, you, or, you yeah, might the, get the hugged. Halloween parade. Oh my God, I'll get hugged a lot. You'll be like, "This is the the best Dave Foley costume I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be all over you. And you, what are you, what are you doing for Halloween? We're trying to figure out. Uh, we have a, our dear friend Isabel. It's her birthday, and so mm-hmm. we're, we do have to go. And there will probably be costumes involved because she is um, a notorious. She she tends to dress up in just really aggressively like unattractive like she's lovely human lovely looking human all that but she's always she goes with some aggressive costume that like tries to gross people out or upset them in some way so it's always kind of a nice but somewhat awkward celebration of of halloween because she seems to be getting something out of her system so we're going that's that's what we're (laughs) gonna yeah we're gonna attend uh isabel's birthday halloween um id Id experience yeah. that that'll yeah. be good, and then there might be something this weekend. She'll but be, I don't have. Be, a... She'll be dressed as the magistrate from the Nuremberg trial. That's good. <laughs> I don't know if it'll go quite that. Yeah, uh, it's you know sometimes I don't know. It's like usually like there's teeth missing. I don't know. There's some. Yeah, we we always I, try I, to figure out. It's usually yeah. an interesting psychological. Uh, yeah. I think for me, I just you know, the idea of getting dressed up in a costume is never appealing because that's what I used to do for a living. Yeah, and you still do. By the way, when is you know, Fargo coming out? I'm sure people uh, are eager November, to know. November 21st, I believe. And that's I think that's all the union will allow me to say. Uh, okay. Fair. Oh, yeah. right. Shit. I keep forgetting, Sorry. too. No, <laughs> keep writers, forgetting. we're so, yeah, it was so, you know, easy about it now that our strike's over. But, yeah, thanks for the solidarity. Yeah, there you go. I'm uh, marching. I'm marching. Yeah, in my mind. I have to get out, to get out and, and pick it more. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to interrogate you about your marching, but I suspect you may have missed a day or two. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we don't the, have but, to dwell I, on but union. I guess, no, deals. I guess no. I guess we should dwell on on UFOs and that sort of thing. We can because yeah. we are uh, on the we, we are on the other side of our fantastic George Knapp series. Yes. I just want to like first of all, I mean, what the what were your thoughts after that? crazy wild vegas weekend with george uh i thought well i'm as we were doing it i just i get i just kept thinking oh my god i've never i've never had the chance to hear uh the whole george knapp story in sort of laid out in a linear fashion and, and at such length uh and uh and i'm not sure i'm not sure that george was anticipating so much length <laughs> But um, we totally took George Knapp hostage, everyone. Like, I don't, he yeah. didn't know what he, he was in the hotel room and just not allowed to leave. Because he was with us for about four hours. Um, or 
I think he was yeah. with us for like eight. No, I mean he got no, yes, that, no, got yes. Your pee breaks were two hours. He was Come on, late. he was there. We, <laughs> we were there. I took some too. But this man went, all right, at least six. I'll yeah. go six, but I'm not going any less. We had him there for a long time. Yeah, and he brought uh, t- tons of documentation of amazing, like, you know, we had uh, DIRDs, and I forget what D-I-R-D stands for. Um, DIRDs but it's like the, But up. it was basically the stuff, the, 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 uh, the papers that were laid out as to what the plans were for OSAP when they were starting. Yeah, yeah. He had uh, confidential documents from Russia that he brought back. back, back I found the, the Russia stuff. I, I and, and I had heard, you know, some of that with with his with weaponized with Jeremy, but I just found that stuff incredible. I just found it yeah. so interesting that like disclosure happening during Glasnost makes so much sense because of the transparency and the sort of the walls, like both literal and figurative, kind of coming down, and that. That would be a moment where they would start to, you know, talk about this stuff. And yeah, I found that to be really compelling um, and again, kind of absurdly underreported through no fault of George's. Um, just yeah. people well, cause, don't. Yeah, because yeah. again, the, UF, the, uh, the UFO subject is the, the cone of silence. Um, yeah. when it comes to media, but, but he, I mean, he did, I know at the time that he did that, uh, he produced a series, he was, he did a series called, uh, UFOs, the best evidence, mm-hmm. um, back in the, I guess back in the early nineties. Um, and one of those episodes I remember was about the Russia trip. So I remember watching it back then. Yeah. And, and I listen, and I'm sure, you know, and I'm sure it got a lot of attention then, like with a lot of this stuff, people kind of turn to their next thing and it kind of goes in the, yeah. you know, the background well, think, and it's like now it got a lot of attention from people who care about the subject and zero attention from people who insist that it's all uh, nonsense. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think the same machinery is in effect. I, one of my takeaways from meeting him was, I mean, not just his sort of seriously his generosity of time was incredible and the fact that he was willing to put up with our nonsense for you know however many hours but it was a long time and he was it was very sweet of him to bring that stuff and and um you know really cool to to get a window into his history and i agree like the the timeline of it all is i mean he has been central to it all and with every kind of major player and and at the same time he has this uh, humility and and kind of uh, I, I get this this sense of you know just someone rolling this fucking boulder up this hill for you know forty years and yeah. and the number of times that people have said something to him and then and then <laughs> refuse to say it again or yeah. you know will refuse to go public or yeah. The, just this cancel meetings and yeah this sisyphean experience of and and then even the what he was talking about in terms of the new york times article and the way he kind of took one for the team because it was coming out in the new york times was such a sort of it wasn't about him it was about the phenomenon and sort of fighting for disclosure all these years and i thought that was so yeah, kind of selfless should, and interesting. Be more clear about that. Yeah, that, that we're talking about the uh, the 2017 uh, yeah. New York Times article by uh, Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal, mm-hmm. and but that the story they broke uh, was largely a story that George knew about, like he um, in great detail. For, for in fact, years, 
George knew about the OSAP when it was started. We uh, when you know when it was uh, founded and knew it all the way, you know, and, and had would get information all the way through its uh, uh, its tenure. Yeah, and you know? I th- and just for those who, because I do would I'd love for this uh, this our episode today to kind of sort of re-welcome in the the newbies, re-welcome in anyone who's kind of just checking out UFO stuff and we can kind of go over, you know, I would love it to be a little bit of a primer and just to just to kind of yeah. give people it, it's, sort it's of a window get, into this. It's easy to get dragged into, uh, you know, like uh, I guess what you call inside baseball kind of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which um, when I watch inside baseball, I, I get confused and bored because um, I don't watch baseball. Uh, so it doesn't make any sense to me. So people, yeah, it's easy to get dragged into all of the names and uh, the various camps and yes, the, and the and acronyms rivalries and, and, and rivalries. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I and I remember my first, just even starting to talk with you about it, you know. And now it's only I don't know how how deep are we in on this thing? Day eight months? I'm not sure. But I can't, how many episodes have we done? I don't. Know. I don't know. I think it's I we're getting we're getting up there. Um, Clearly, neither of us watches the the, the high teens. I yes. I mean, I, I I check in every now and again on some of my favorite conversations, yep. but I was overwhelmed completely by the. Um, by the number of sort of experts and how to keep track of acronyms and programs like that. And even just now we were talking about OSAP. And I guess one way to think of that is just like this huge overarching UFO research that went, that took place funded by the government over the course of, you know, several Mm -hmm. years that was kind of very impactful and very um, uh, secret for a good long while. Yeah. Um, and it and had it, well, and it it was the program that had the twenty two million dollar budget that was yeah, mentioned was in the New York funded Times by article, Harry Reid, the Senate Majority Leader of the, the yeah. Senate, who was also a Vegas person who knew George Knapp for years, and, it was, and um, yeah. George and, is sort of the OG um, original uh, investigator of this phenomenon, and and which, we know of Area Fifty One and tissue between um, yeah everything all of like it. Rob, you know, he was the one who he sort of introduced. Uh, Harry Reid to uh, uh, the folks at Skinwalker that were doing right. the, the Skinwalker NIDS, Ranch, the, the famous history yeah, the, show uh, or whatever it's on. Yeah, the uh, was it the uh, NIDS National uh, Institute for Discovery Science program mm-hmm. that was uh, run by Robert Bigelow and with uh, and and um, and uh, what's his what. Oh, who is Nicole Kelleher was involved with that? Uh huh. And uh, James Lekatsky. Yeah. So he set those people up, and so uh, so uh, and Harry Reid heard heard about that through them, and then he that got him interested, and he got James Lekatsky to set up OSAP, mm-hmm. which which later spawned ATIP, which was run by uh, Lou Elizondo, who was uh, featured prominently in the New York Times article in 2017. So, so if you're just joining us. The UFO phenomenon is being actively researched by your government. Uh, whatever you may think of this topic or subject matter or how uh, skeptical you are or uh, a believer you are, what's important to note is that the media's attention aside, your government is paying very close attention. Now, it doesn't yeah. always want to tell you that it's paying very close attention. No, it wants it to is, behave like it's doing the opposite. It wants, to, yeah, it wants to sort of kind of push it aside, but it is actively involved. And in fact, 
there is a, a new book that actually we were talking about with George Knapp that he wrote with uh, two of the folks that Dave was just talking about, uh, Colm Kelleher and James Lukatsky. James Lukatsky is a physicist for the Defense yeah. Intelligence Agency. Yes. And rocket, rocket scientist as and well. And a rocket scientist. And this book is entitled Inside the U.S. Government Covert UFO Program called Initial Revelations. And it's a sequel to a book they wrote, all three of these gentlemen, because George Knapp is also an author, uh, that was called Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. Now, one might think that this is the kind of thing like, oh, okay, it's a UFO book, somebody, you know, you might find it in the New Age section, and you might find it in the New Age section. But what I find so interesting about where we are in this conversation now and with this phenomenon, do you know who published this book, Dave? <sighs> Uh, I know you do, but I'm Larry Flint. You might think Larry Flint could have published uh, well, inside dead. the he's U.S. Dead, government. Yeah. yeah, who? No, I think he. Yeah, I think he's, is he has still passed on. Yeah. Well, if he is, you know, he's soon. Mm. He's soon to not be any longer alive. I but suspect. his DNA is everywhere. He ever <laughs> everywhere. It's, oh my God! What happened? Where did we just go? Stop all it! Right, but, all right, all right. But who published this? Who published this? This uh, yeah, crazy I'm glad UFO you, book. I'm glad you asked that, Dave, because it's actually published. News of the world, not news of the world, not Weekly World News. The Defense Department of our very own U.S. government, the Defense Department, published this book. Which is, I didn't even know they published books. I didn't know they published books, and I didn't know they published mm -hmm. UFO books. But no. this is their program they paid for, and they put it through 12 months of scrutiny. Of the the Dopser process. They, is... The Dopser process, which is, yes, which is like, we're, we're scanning this for classified info, and we're going to take it out. And yet, we are still stuck with, <laughs> like, this book, and I'm about halfway through, but it is... I mean, it's covering all the the UFO stuff they studied and cases and and injuries to human beings and um, attacks on uh, indigenous people in Brazil on an island in Brazil and cases of of human UAP contact of of damage to people and the study of their of these discs and how they respond. I and to me like. This is where we are. Your government is publishing is publishing books uh, that is, I mean, essentially UFO yeah. disclosure. And I haven't even gotten to the bit where they talk about the fucking like ship that they walked in. Well, that's the, the amazing thing, which um, which George told us when we were when we were talking to him in Vegas, and also George and uh, George and Jeremy Corbell on their on their fantastic uh, weaponized podcast, which everyone yes. should watch. You should both like and subscribe Weaponized, yeah. and you should like and subscribe to uh, Really uh, with Tom and Dave at YouTube, because yes. we always yeah, forget to not? say that. Yeah, and or you, you forget, like to subscribe and to it. Rate, even write a review. And, you know, so, yeah, yeah right? ask us questions. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on the, um, on the social uh, medias. Those Instagrams, we've always Instagrams. got good shit there. There's stuff on, uh, there should be stuff everywhere on TikTok and whatever. And we're also available wherever fine podcasts are available. But you got to like us and subscribe. And we'd love to sort of have a dialogue. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, less what you don't like. If you want to go after Dave, mm -hmm. that's fine. Me, I'm a little yeah. sensitive. So I would keep I'm me out of it. Nails. Yeah, he's got an incredible like Teflon skin. I'm, you know, very sensitive. It'll keep me up nights. But, um, 
we do want to hear what you think and then we'll happily sort of, you know, we'll gear towards that. I'm all for yeah. uh, audience participation. Yes. But now, but sorry, I cut you off. Yes. No, I was ahead. just saying on the weaponized podcast this last week, um, the, uh, George and Jeremy had uh, Colm Kelleher and James Lakatsky on as guests, which is a, a very rare event. Those guys, um, you know, uh, especially James Lakatsky does not do a lot of interviews. Um, and He's a serious intelligence officer type. Yeah, but they discussed on there, and they and Jeremy kept trying to push Lakatsky to go further. But basically, basically, the book that you have in your hands is. Um, is the account as far as uh, Lakatsky and Kelleher can tell it without going to jail. So they very finely crafted every statement in there to go exactly as far as they could go. And so in the interview, of course, George and Jeremy very valiantly were trying to get them to go a little further. Mm -hmm. And uh, they steadfastly stuck to, we can tell you exactly what we said in the book, but mm -hmm. we can't go beyond it but what he said in the book which uh yeah which is that uh that at least one incident that lakatsky can verify and colm keller can verify of the u.s government having possession of a ufo of a flying saucer and that they were able to breach the interior of the flying saucer and examine it um and that they found that it had no uh no engines that they could discern, no means of propulsion, no flight surfaces, no welds, no rivets, no, uh, you know, no indications of, of manufacture yeah. that they could understand. Yeah. How does uh, this thing work? And that they got, and that, 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 uh, people got inside this thing and were able to examine it. So that's, so that's again, another top high ranking, uh, intelligence official, um, Along with David Grush and along with uh, um, as it was, his name Martin Nell, who was also who confirmed Grush, and about thirty other people who have also corroborated Grush in private testimony to the ICIG and uh, and Congress. Um, that uh, so this is just one more voice, one more very very credible voice saying uh, that UFOs exist. We have retrieved them. Yeah, we are studying them. And, uh, and it's, uh, this is not a, a just a, this is not just some crazy story. And know? I think, you know, I think meaningfully the, he did not, um, as, as some, some, uh, parties have tried to kind of distance from Grush or whatever. He didn't, he, he was, I mean, he was, he was in his fashion cause this guy was completely sort of squ a squirrely interview. Oh my Lord. Um, you know, he was ducking and dodging all over the place, but he didn't uh, dismiss Grush at all. And he no. was like, yeah, sounds pretty credible to me. <laughs> and he was saying, you know, and I vouch yeah. for Jay Stratton. Jay Stratton, who was the, you know, super like admiral level uh, intelligence guy at the Defense Intelligence Agency who had kind of in, mm -hmm. in, with, in great anonymity sort of been a part of all of these programs over the past 20 years. He's the Zelig of UFOs. He is the Zelig. He was always there and never identified. But this is not to sort of inside baseball anyone. It's more to just be like, 
if you uh, almost from from my part of getting frustrated that things aren't happening faster, or it seems like there are step backs, or it seems like oh this you know oh they're doing their old tricks again, or they're doing their old Project Blue Book shit with this Arrow program, which is clearly just sort of a PR thing to keep the media off the main trail. We still have this rolling disclosure happening at a level and pace unprecedented in the history of mankind of uh revelation after revelation from from the highest levels of the intelligence world that mm-hmm. we've got stuff we've got stuff yeah that, we have that, we have machines we have stuff from <laughs> other have, places that are not yeah, ours and they, and biologics and biologics um, and we have legislation laws are being written now there's a, there's two or three and a, a, that have gone into the defense budget yeah. Yeah, over well, the this, past yeah, two years, was... that are meaningful pieces of legislation directly related to UAP phenomenon. Yeah, why would that be happening? I know. Was why like, would they be wasting like, their time? Because it was like two years ago they wrote the whist- whistleblower uh, yes. legislation, right? Was it a year or two years? I think it was two years ago. Two so years. That was now, the I first. Think. That was the first big legislation that came out of um, the revelations following uh, the 2017 New York Times mm-hmm. article. Yeah. And the and the release of the the Tic Tac video and the um, the gimbal video and the Go Fast video those are the three videos and I'm still astonished that uh, so many people don't know those videos exist. To me, it's like you know it's yeah, like, and we we talk about them like but June but June they're they're very meaningful sort of in the in the mythological canon of all of this, but they yeah. are they're to not myths. Like, yeah, to me, it's like you don't you've never heard of Sergeant Peppers. Um, I know, I know. These um, are the greatest hits. These are the UAP greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, but. But yeah, those videos. Uh, if you if you if you haven't seen them, they're easy to find. Uh, mm-hmm. you just look them up on the New York Times. Just website. look up. Just look up Tic Tac. It's a 2004 grainy yeah. video. Although it is very clear that there is um, much better footage of it that is being kept from us um, that we are told. But it was uh, taken by essentially Top Gun pilots, yes. kind of the most reliable. Um, yes. Uh, the most reliable witnesses you can probably find on Earth. Well, there were, yeah, there were, I guess, four uh, uh, F-18s went out. Uh, two, and, two, uh, one with one piloted by uh, David Fravor, the other piloted by Alex Dietrich were the first two that went out. And, and remind me, Dave, was this uh, off Catalina or was it off uh, San yeah, Diego? Just, just off, uh, I guess it was, yeah, I think it was, yeah, I guess it was off San Diego. I think it was in San Diego, yeah. and it was and it was in a um, a phenomenon that was not just observed by these two pilots, but was observed multiple times by multiple pilots and by an multiple entire radar, radar ship. Yeah, multiple yeah. radar systems, airborne radar sy- systems, uh, shipborne on the uh, was it the uh, for the Princeton? I think was their radar ship uh, accompanying the uh, USS Nimitz, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so you had so you had like. Uh, Two pilot and each and each plane you have two aviators. You have their uh, their mm-hmm. weapon systems or WISO, uh the WIS weapon systems you. operators behind nice. them. And so you had those two. Then then two other jets went out. I think it was two other ones. Maybe it was, I think it's usually two go out. Um, piloted by Chad Underwood, um, uh, who captured the actual uh, uh, forward uh, uh, was the forward looking infrared. Uh, mm-hmm. footage on um, the, the FLIR footage of the uh of the tic tac and tried to lock on it um 
and he's the one who had his uh, radar jammed by the uh, the Tic Tac, mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty sophisticated technology to to jam the uh, radar on a F A eighteen uh, fighter I, jet. I think- one of the most notable things, there's a few things, and we also, we talk about this in our Jeremy Corbell interview, one of our first episodes, we talk about the Tic Tac with Jeremy, and um, it was, uh, it, it when they first came upon it, it looked like they thought a plane had crashed, right? Because there was, it appeared something was under the water of size, like that the maybe 747 size, something under the water bubbly, yeah. and then this yeah. this smaller white object, which is Tic Tac shaped and colored, began to sort of respond to the planes and, and, and being seen and, and flew around yeah. these planes with impunity in our most yeah. secure airspace that well, exists. You've yeah, got our most delicate yeah. and via, you know, vital technology. Um, yeah. And you, it was you had just, David, David Fair, who was the pilot, who was the commander of the uh, black aces unit, which was like the top there. That top sounds good. The, that sounds like badass. The it's the yeah. closest you get to, uh, to Maverick you know, to, to Tom Cruise in real life. Yes. You know, and, and he's, so he's not just, uh, you know, a Top Gun pilot. He's the commander of all the other Top Gun pilots on the USS Nimitz. He's the highest ranked officer amongst that, that group. And so he's the one who, uh, and, and again, Alex Dietrich, she's flying his, uh, she's his wingman flying the other, the other uh, FA-18. Um, and she stays at, at height. Uh, I think she stays up around 20,000 feet in elevation and circles like observing. So she's got like a, what they call it, God's eye view of it. Or, and, um, and Fravor uh, decides he's going to engage. He basically says, I'm going in. And so he, he dives down towards it because it's down, it's down just above sea level. Uh, and he dives down towards it and it starts matching all of his movements, starts mirroring him. So as, as he's going along, it's like going along the other way and like, you know, kind of countering him. So he decides to cut across the circle, I guess, uh, to cut it off. And when he does, it quickly adjusts and flips towards him and then just disappears like a bullet. And he says it's just disappeared and was gone. So you got all of them. So you've got and four experts. You, where did it go? This. Where did it go? Uh, well, it, in about a minute later, I think it was, uh, they got a report that it had showed up at their cap point, which is like a rendezvous point for the mission. That is a top secret location, top secret uh, altitude and and uh, and grid mark grid point on the map. Um, it showed up there uh, like a minute later, uh, which was sixty miles away. Yeah, it's like this. It's like this otherworldly kind of yeah, you know, sort of playful fuck you to yeah. the. To our entire military, you know, institution, yeah. it's it's in secure airspace and bouncing around. And if anyone tries to convince that it, that was uh, China or Russia, um, first of all, I think I think the, what's happening in Ukraine will dispel any I thought that this was possibly Russia. Yeah, and uh, and I yeah. think it's unlikely uh, to say the least that China's been keeping this a secret. Um, this was a no propulsion, no visible means of keeping itself aloft, no yeah. sound, no vapor trail, no anything. And, um, and, and kind of like, 
this is like sort of the modern day Roswell, right? I mean, it's almost it's it's become that sort of ingrained as like well, Tic Tac is sort of like the, it's as the most important. I think the most important sighting for many reasons. Uh, one is just the level of documentation that's on it, and the, the incredible credibility of the you know six you know witnesses that uh i know yeah that, check out 60 minutes tic tac if you're interested yeah. in some you know yeah, really you can see fravor and and uh and alex dietrich interviewed on that and then um and it's like the the, the objects were being were being caught on radar for like a week before this but you know but they were busy so they didn't go and check it out <laughs> You know, right. but they were, but for like a week before this, they were, they were getting these radar trackings of objects coming in from above 80,000 feet, which is essentially above that pretty much the next thing, next stop is space. Um, and nothing flies that high. We don't have any, anything that flies above that height. Uh, even though, like the, you know, even the, you know, the, the spy planes don't go up above that. Um, so they were dropping down from 80,000 feet They were go and they were going to, uh, uh, just above sea level, like like a foot above sea level, in under a second. That's fast. It sounds yeah. fast to me. Yes, it's yeah, it's many, 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 many times the speed of sound. I think there's something like thirty Mach thirty or something. Okay, he was traveling at, and and so they're 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 seeing this and they're going, well, that's not possible, uh, and it's going on for for quite a while, and they're seeing dozens of these things. Um, and so eventually, so finally, they, they have a, a little gap in the train. They say, well, let's, uh, uh, I think they use the term, let's vector some pilots out there. I like, you know. Uh, I'm liking your uh, terminology. It's sexy. Uh, yeah. And so they, so they call up uh, David Fravor and uh, say, we have a real world, I think they call what they, real world vectoring or something. They were like on that. a training mission, so they didn't yeah. have weapons on their no plane weapons. at the time. No, they didn't have weapons. They weren't even wearing pants because it was just a training mission. <laughs> very loose rules on those. That's, it's because it keeps them in a, a feeling of vulnerability. Yeah, uh, that that should be maintained when you're up there. You know. But so they yeah so they're they're told we're you're, we're we're switching you to a real world mission. You know, and they're going oh I, maybe they're maybe they're going to use this to run down some drug smugglers. Yeah, what they were thinking. Uh, you know, but then when they arrive, they see this, this white cross under the water of, of, uh, turbulent water and this thing buzzing around above it. And, you know, and, and as David Favor testified in front of Congress under oath, uh, you know, he said that, uh, this was not something we had then. It's not something we have now. It's not something we're likely to have in 10 or 20 years. Uh, and as he described it, he said, this was something beyond our material science, um, cause not only, but like if, if, uh, the inertial forces, not only would, if anyone was inside this craft, they would have been turned to soup. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the, uh, anything we know of just the, the, the craft itself would have been torn to shreds, um, yeah. would have been torn to shreds or, uh, melted through from the friction of the air from, of our atmosphere. The speeds, the speeds that it was moving at would have uh, incinerated it. Uh, anything moving that fast within the atmosphere would have so much friction from molecules of air that they, it would burn up. So for the dubious uh, at home, perhaps, perhaps there are some dubious people. Um, and that's fine. And it's, and it's good to be a, a questioning human. A couple things. One, this is a completely documented, uh, confirmed 
by the uh, Department of Defense and by the Navy that this was an object in space that we're talking about. This is not. Yes. This was not a glitch on the radar. This was an actual object in space interacting with our uh, aircraft. Yeah. And then, uh, just as amazingly, the head of essentially the top gun, the top pilot on Earth, uh, you know, essentially the guy who runs, you know, the, the Tom Cruise camp of, of Top Gun testified under oath to Congress that this was not something we had, have, or will have any time uh, in the and no one else has it. epoch and nobody else has it. So, yeah. and, and he also said very clearly, and if this was aggressive, we would be absolutely powerless to defend against it. And, right. And, you know, and this is said, one of yeah, thousands if, if of another nation, yeah, and if another nation gets gets hold of this technology and is able to develop it, reverse engineer it, we will be completely vulnerable to whatever nation gets that technology. Mm-hmm. So if you think if you think it's this is a Russian and remember this happened in 2004. Yeah. And it's not like uh the military they may not have talked about it, they may not have talked about it to any of the people who witnessed it. But it it was investigated. It was investigated by OSAP. Um, yes. Um, in fact, so it was investigated by the military. And from 2004, they tried to figure it out, and they still haven't. No one has figured out. No one has explained in any mundane way what that tic tac was, and how it was capable of doing the things it could do. So, so the people who go, oh, it's uh, some. It's top secret the balloon. US. The balloon. Yeah, yeah. Or it's top secret U.S. Pro, uh, program. It's not because I don't know how many times, uh, like fighter pilots have to come forward and say, "No, we don't do that. We don't test top secret programs in a training area for our fighters." Uh, that would make that would, sense because they, they would, would want to kill it and destroy it, and or be killed and destroyed. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. It would be risking killing our own soldiers uh, trying to defend against it, or destroying whatever this incredibly great new product is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they said it's just it never happens. That doesn't. That's not how the military works. They have places to test top secret stuff, and that's where they do it. They do it all the time, and occasionally, if something gets seen by uh, regular uh, forces, they have uh, a debriefing program. And the, you know, basically their people are told, you know, roughly what they've seen and that they should keep quiet about it. And, uh, and, uh, but it's, you know, there's, there's, there's protocols and there's processes that, uh, that, that people go through if it is an actual black, uh, project, a, mm-hmm. a top secret bit of technology. And the other thing to consider is people say, well, you know, like, you know, there's all these, like the stealth bomber, we didn't know about that for years. Um, but every single top secret uh, bit of technology that has come along has always been, especially, you know, especially in, as aircraft go, has always been nothing more than an incremental improvement on previous sure. aircraft. Yeah. And in fact, there's nothing flying in our arsenal or any other arsenal in on the planet that fundamentally diverges from what the Wright brothers flew. Sure. It basically, we're still flying. We're still doing exactly what the Wright brothers did, you know, creating lift through through, uh, you know, uh, by. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary by having, you know, uh, a difference in pressure above and below the wing through an airfoil mm-hmm. at, with, uh, you know, with a certain amount of propulsion. You need propulsion and you need lift. So you need lifting surfaces. So the stealth bomber, the U-2, the U-2 spy plane, all are basically fundamentally exactly the same thing that the Wright brothers flew. It, it's I I myself need to remind myself. It's easy, like we get into this and we start like thinking about, oh, well, there was this just thing that happened on Twitter or X or whatever. So and so said something, or some Congress person became frustrated, or some you know meeting didn't happen. If you're following this stuff on a daily, hourly basis, it's easy to kind of very get lost in the weeds of all of this. And it's important to both remind myself, ourselves, it's important to remind the audience and anyone new to this, that if you go and look into the Tic Tac event, it is the modern day Roswell. It's sort of where it's, it's a, it, it is a good ground zero. You could pick a few, but it's a good ground zero to start with because mm-hmm. from the Tic Tac, you then had uh, some heavily funded UFO investigative programs take place and you essentially then have this and these were all happening very secretly and then it was all kind of given public light you know through this 2017 New York Times article and and now what we're dealing with you know call us crazy but we're not making this shit up this is all happening right now the government feels like there's some kind of like Swiss cheese effort to kind of sort of keep (laughs) keep some of it back while there is also very concerted efforts to drag out this information light because it seems to go much deeper than Tic Tac. And it seems to now be very fundamentally about whether or not the government is keeping UFOs, saucers, uh, you know, secret from us and, and programs that are secret access programs that um, mm-hmm. have probably been around 50 years that seem to be extremely difficult to find yeah um, and, are, and are likely illegally funded well yeah because these these black budgets you know you've got what they, they were talking about 30 billion unaccounted for for a lot of these things that you they just kind of disappear into this network of covert programs military programs mm-hmm. a lot of contractors getting very very rich yeah um these bloated defense programs and and not a lot of oversight you know the the oversight efforts are kind of laughable yeah um well yeah yeah and and it would be easy let's just be clear like i 
because I have to remind myself, like, I'm like, how the fuck? I mean, after all this, how the fuck do they keep this secret? Like, there's if there's something in a garage and a hangar and some Air Force base or some lot, like, how do they keep the secret? And then you just, oh. you just think about, like, where does, like, the money just disappears into these. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. People confuse uh, the government with the military. Mm. Um, okay. What do you right? mean? Well, people always say, well, the government, the government can't keep secrets there. Everything leaks from the government. And, um, and yeah, but, uh, that's not true of the military. They keep secrets really well. Um, yeah. they keep secrets for forever and, you know, because they're scary. Um, you know, well, they, they want and, their shit and they don't want to tell. And there's only a few like liaisons yeah. to Congress, right? I mean, there's only a few committees, a well, few people yeah. that, that get to talk, right? Like head to head with them. Otherwise they're separate just sort of seemingly well, separate well, branches. One of the things we're finding out from Grush is that there is essentially no oversight of mm-hmm. of a lot of what's going on at all because they've been subverting oversight. That's one of the aspects of his whistleblower complaint is that there is an illegal uh, obstruction of oversight. Um, and that, you know, when, when everything comes to light, there's a good chance that there's a lot of people who will go to jail for very long periods of time uh, for crimes they've committed to keep these things secret. Um, you know, and you also, you know, know that first off, there's just a, a code within the military. People follow orders. Um, mm-hmm. People maintain their 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 secrecy. Mm-hmm. Um, so military can and and can keep things secret pretty well. And then, of course, on top of that, you have to also point out that uh, that even then, it really hasn't been kept a person. A, a perfect secret because we all know about all of this. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like no. so much stuff is actually leaking out. And again, like call us fucking crazy. We're not the ones that wrote whistleblower legislation. Obviously, Congress felt yeah. compelled yeah. to write legislation, not for just all whistleblowers, not for just yeah. any military whistleblower. They wrote yeah. legislation specifically yeah. for UFO whistleblowers yes. because they found it credible enough and important enough to make it illegal to for reprisals on people that yeah. want to say and then hey you got, then we're you keeping got, secrets uh, and ufos in in hangar somewhere then you got chuck moon age daydream uh schumer uh right, right. flaky legislation yeah flaky uh, old chuck schumer majority leader of the senate right yeah. go on so he's writing legislation that uh that will uh if it passes and it looks like it's going to uh, and he's written it with, I guess, five other senators, uh, bipartisan uh, support. Marco Rubio, Kristen Gillibrand, et cetera, yeah. and so forth. So, and it states uh, that the, in its cover page that the uh, American people have a right to know the truth about non-human intelligences. Yeah. And it then says it says that proce- on the cover page. And it proceeds to say non-human intelligences, I think, about 17 times. twenty, I think 24 times, yeah. And, uh, so, and, and, and it, and it, uh, inv- invokes eminent domain, uh, which is the government's, uh, power to take property from citizens and corporations, uh, of, uh, it says of any, uh, materials and biologics, uh, pertaining to non-human intelligence. So Dave, are you making that up? No, I'm not making it up. Are you making that up? Are you making no. it up that Chuck Schumer is writing UFO legislation about bodies and about non-human intelligence and, and ships and kept in secret yeah. places? Yes. So you're not making that up. That actually no. happened. Yes. It's I just legislation. want to clarify. Like, we're not the fucking crazy people. This is crazy times. We're not crazy. 
No. That you, if you're dubious out there, like this is actually underway. Yeah. Chuck not Schumer had a little press conference. Arguably, talked- not paying attention to this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, and, I, and, well, at least I got other shit say, I could do. I would say not paying attention to the UFO issue is a kind of pathology. Uh, and it's not an no. accidental pathology. It's a pathology that's been finely nurtured and, and architected yeah. by the by the U.S. Uh, intelligence uh, and military forces. Let me ask you another question. Why would Chuck Schumer waste his time? Which I assume is pretty valuable. There's a lot of of uh, neediness mm. in the government, right? Like, there's lots of yeah. So why? Why would he waste his time writing UFO legislation for the defense budget? Um, Obviously, it's because Republicans and Democrats love getting together and cooperating on legislation. Yes. It's just something they do for fun every now and again. They just just happens all the time. Let's have a let's come up with some unanimous legislation. Yeah. um, That we can all vote for just because it it feels so good to, to. at a time when everything. democracy is on the line, when we can't even agree on democracy or elections, com- yes, when we yes. can't agree on we basic, can't agree that the president um, is the president. The most basic uh, institutions are in question because the parties are that in such a hateful yes. death spin. And yet, what brings them and unites them is this issue. Yes, the pressing, this, the urgent issue. Of UFOs, of, of of fucking visitors from somewhere in our atmosphere, and their technology is around us yeah. and fucking with our military. So yes, and 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 dwarfs anything we're capable of technologically. Yeah, as and a I human a, species, it is important to realize that the Tic Tac is uh, not an isolated event. There are thousands of uh, these events that have taken place around our military and. And uh, hundreds of witnesses to UFOs around our nuclear sites. And they seem to have, and I guess if you think about it, I mean, if you think about another civilization or if you think about another race, um, you know, they'd be curious about that shit. Like they wouldn't necessarily want to check in on like, um, you know, catch up on friends or, you know, no offense, kids in the hall. They're just, you know, they're going to want to look at our nuclear uh, secrets. Well. And here's the thing, yeah. There's the, at least going back to the um, to the 1940s, uh, there's been a clear connection between uh, UFOs and nuclear energy, nuclear weapons. Yeah. Um, and which is maybe that maybe that's a good time to 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 expand a little bit on um, kind of the uh, you know the one, of the, the one of the great events of modern UFO uh, lore. Which is Roswell, because mm-hmm. a lot of people maybe watch the TV show Roswell, mm-hmm. and certainly a lot of people have heard about Roswell, this sort of kitschy town with their you know funky little museums and yeah, their they probably have some gift shops spaceship, by now, you know, and yeah, and it's and I think the the notion of Roswell as this kitschy little hick town mm-hmm. um, that's you know making a lot of money off of uh, the silly this UFO silliness with you know the green skinned alien uh faces in all the windows of all the shops um but that image is false um because the 509th bomber group 
is stationed outside or was stationed outside of Roswell. It was the first nuclear uh, bomber wing in the world. At the time, it was the only nuclear bomber wing in the world. It's where the Enola Gay was parked after dropping the uh, weapons on Japan, after dropping nuclear, the nuclear bomb on Japan. Um, and it was so, at the time, uh, the base, uh, the 509th, uh, was the most important military site on the planet. Hmm. It was the most secure military site on the planet. Also, probably one of the most spied upon military sites on the planet by the Russians, by Soviets. They had, you know, um, so they were trying to find out what was going on there because they were trying to, you know, get intelligence to build their own bomb. Mm -hmm. um, so, and so when something crashed, near the most important military site on the planet, they sent out the man in charge of security for the most important military site on the planet. A That's guy what named, I would do. A guy yeah. named Jesse Marcel. Uh, they sent him out. Um, you don't send out like the guy that goes gets coffee, yeah, right? You know, like, yeah, when you something out, yeah, crashes. You know, hey, yeah, they don't get Gomer Pyle. They don't get out. Gomer. They don't they don't find some schmuck, you know, they're like they're they're gonna pick a pretty important person to go to go yeah. look at this crash, correct? Yeah, they pick the man whose job it is to make sure that the site of the only nuclear bombs <laughs> on the planet that that military wing, that flight mm -hmm. wing, that those planes uh, that are that are there equipped and ready to drop more nuclear bombs. Yeah, they weren't. It wasn't like like we dropped them on Japan and said, well. All done with that. No, this is some cold, heavy-duty Cold War times. Yeah. And so they sent out Jesse Marcel, who was in charge of security for the base. He sounds important. Very important. Very trained man. He was also, he was also involved with uh, like orchestrating the, uh, the, the, the bomb testing at, uh, at uh, Bikini Atoll. Uh, so, and very important. And, and even after the Roswell incident, got promotions, by the way. Mm -hmm. So get bear that I in might mind. understand. I might know why. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, so so he goes out and he picks up some stuff. He sees a huge debris field. He said it's just a gigantic debris field, as he later described it when he was mm -hmm. free to do so. Um, he, and he picks up some stuff that he actually takes home to his family and shows it to his kid, uh, Jesse Marcel Jr. And, you know, shows him this, you know, you know, as he reports, he showed some... Uh, this sort of foil-like metallic uh, material uh, that no matter what you do, you, if you crumpled it up, it immediately expands back out into its former shape. It's that like Batman you can't, shit. That you okay. can't drive a nail through it. You can't. You can't uh, burn it with a torch. You can't do anything to damage it. It's, in, it's impervious to anything. Okay. Uh, a metal I beam that you couldn't you couldn't dent or damage that weighed absolutely nothing. Uh, with some kind of hieroglyphics on it, he, so he had all this material that he showed to his. He had family. shit with hier hieroglyphics on it. Yeah, yeah. The, there was a famous an I beam that had uh, some sort of hieroglyphics on it. But he said it was it was some form of metal, but it but it uh, was way stronger than steel, and it weighed absolutely nothing. Um, and so he has this material, and he goes back to his base, and uh, he reports. Uh, what he has seen, and he reports that uh, there is a downed flying saucer 
in this field, and there's a huge debris field. And obviously, in his job, he would um, he would have no idea what ships look like or planes or anything no. because he has such an unimportant job um, yeah. that he would not be yes. at all capable of of being able to sit, you know identify something as a disc versus a airplane versus yeah. a boat versus whatever anything that fell out of the sky or perhaps. And I'm sure you'll get to this, a balloon. Yes. So he, gets, Sorry. so he gets back and he reports that he, that he has seen a debris field of a flying saucer. And mm-hmm. I believe his, uh, uh, that was sarcasm by the way. Just, yeah, well, I don't okay. know if you, I don't know if you, you know what that shit is. Oh, I, 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 have I, fam- I have a famous sketch about it. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Um, Who I'm talking but to. the, uh, but the, um, and then I guess an officer above him, I forget his name now, but, uh, decides to, proudly uh because at this point you know flying saucers are, are in the in the uh, the public mind mm-hmm. uh ever since kenneth arnold uh uh saw uh like six uh boomerang shaped objects flying uh over mount rainier uh just just a few months earlier so everyone's talking about flying saucers so his commanding officer is very proud that they have one and again, at this point, no one knows where the flying saucer, they might be Russian at this point. No one really knows. But he reports that they've got a downed flying saucer. He's proud of it. They, they, they call the local newspaper. The radio station announces it. It's in the headlines. You know, people, you know, you can look up those, that, the, the newspaper headlines uh, from that day from Roswell. And, uh, and it's the next day uh, that, uh, is it Roger uh, General Ramey, who was the commander, of uh of Ros of the uh th- that base uh he decides to change the story and says that no it was a mistaken identity what they actually found was a downed weather balloon it's fucking weather balloons man and they brought the press in and they and he forced uh, uh Jesse Marcel to pose with debris from a weather balloon like mm-hmm. foil paper Remember those promotions that he got, Robert. right? Yep. So he's there's a picture of him posing, basically looking up at the camera like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Silly him. Silly yeah. him. So, so what would normally happen, I think, is if the head of security for the most important military base in the world misidentified a weather balloon as a flying saucer, normally he would lose his rank. Probably mm-hmm. he would probably uh, be disciplined. He would probably, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he, I'm, I'm, you know, he might go all the way down to being a, you know, a lowly uh, enlisted man again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but what happened instead was he he later got uh, promoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, why would you promote that idiot who couldn't mm-hmm. tell a weather balloon know. from a spaceship? I'm curious of what the hieroglyphics uh, are doing on the weather balloon. Um, yeah. Do we have a need for hieroglyphics on weather balloons? I don't... Well, you know, everyone, they, they like to do Egyptian-themed, you know, like the Egyptian theater in, lands, uh, down in, uh, in uh, Hollywood, you know? Yeah. If People it lands loved, in Cairo. Everyone loved King Tut yeah. in those days. Sure. It would have been fun to put something together. Was that Yule Brenner's time? I don't know, but... Yeah. Um, but then, so then, so they, so they claim it's a weather balloon. They claim that their their head of security is incapable of determining the difference between a flying saucer and a weather balloon. And still, they give him promotions, and um, and uh, and also they 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 close off the entire they cordon off the entire area 
with uh, with trucks, and they they because weather they, balloons are terribly scary. Yeah, they go around. They tell all the civilians to get out of there and not to talk about this, and you didn't see anything, and stay clear of this. And they threaten, you know, dozens and dozens of civilians reported being threatened by the military and told to shut up, and they never saw anything. Yeah, because weather balloons are fucking are both, scary yeah. as shit, and it's like if you you know. Yeah, people got to know that shouldn't know where their rain is being detected from. Yes, and the, and again, huge, huge uh, crews of military sent in to to very secretly pick up all of this debris, um, mm-hmm. and and apparently weather balloons aren't that uncommon uh, in, on military bases. Um, no, they probably launch a few. Yeah, to 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 yeah, to, you know, monitor uh, uh, what's it called weather. Yeah, um, so there's a chance. There's a chance this man. Our security friend did yeah. would be able to identify a weather balloon. Yes, and traditionally, what you do when one comes down is uh, like a guy in a pickup truck goes and gets it. You don't have the flatbeds and and uh, and, and squads and sh- of of military and, and threats, and and you don't fly it all secret to- under top secret <laughs> coverage uh, to Wright Patterson Air Force Base, or back right. then it was just called. Uh, Right, was it just Wright Airport Airport Base? I'm not sure when Patterson came into the whole thing. That's a little uh, above my pay grade. Yeah, this before Um, it was Wright Patterson, but that's what they sent. So all of this debris gets sent to Wright Patterson, uh, which uh, in coming years would become the home of Project Blue Book, Um, Mm -hmm. and then many many years later, be the uh, in the uh, the the congressional district of uh, what's his name, Mike Turner, Mike Turner. Congressman from Ohio who was pushing against disclosure. I'm sure totally coincidentally, yeah. absolutely coincidentally, uh, yeah. seems to have decided that Grush's testimony is not worth hearing just because it's kind of hearsay and just people told him shit. And we mm-hmm. should really stop listening to David Grush and, yeah. and generally not pass any UFO legislation because it might embarrass yeah. the defense D-O- department. Yeah, DOT. And the other thing yeah. we should also remember about Jesse Marcel is that years later, when he was uh, retired from the military after a, a, a very successful career, uh, he did a pretty uh, extensive interview for the show In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. Love that. And in which he's, he's on camera interviewed and very clearly states that, yeah, what, what came down in uh, you know the weather balloon was a cover story, that it was not a weather balloon. And he clearly states it was not from this planet. He said it was it was not human uh, technology that he saw, and that they recovered. So, and that's so that man, um, uh, you know, came out and told the truth about it uh, towards the end of you know as he as he was an older man, and you know, there's video of him telling this his story, and there's no reason to uh, to disbelieve him. There's no no advantage to him. Uh, there is no that there's there is no incentive for so much of this disclosure. So much of this disclosure mm-hmm. involves people taking unbelievable risks. Yeah, certainly to their kind of personal integrity, their credibility, their careers. There, there is so little fucking incentive for people to come forward. It's only bad shit that happens. It's just yeah. like you put yourself yeah. in a target site. Especially in the government, um, mm-hmm. there's no upside. The, yeah, that well, uh, yeah. 
because you, you also have a guy named uh, Philip Corso who had a really stellar military career as an in, in both as an intelligence officer and um, he he was part of Eisenhower's uh, National Security Council. Uh, he had he he was a liaison with the Vatican during the forties, trying to stop what they called the the, the rat lines which were the uh, networks trying to smuggle uh, Nazi war criminals out of Europe. Uh, um, so he was, he was a liaison to uh, the, the priest at the Vatican who was helping to in- investigate this, who later became the Pope, uh, Pope Paul VI, I think it was. Um, script. Yeah. And no, then no Corso. Yeah. And of course, and then, you know, so then after that, and Corso was also involved with um, uh, the Korean War monitor, trying to monitor and assess uh, numbers of uh, of American and Ally prisoners of war in Korea, okay, uh, and determine uh, the conditions of those pilots. That was that was his job uh, during the Korean War, and so then in this, the uh, guy's the real deal. He's a serious yeah. fellow. Yeah, and then they in the sixties, uh, 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 it was what's his name, General Trudeau, um, who gave him a job of. Um, uh, he gave him this filing cabinet. Said, yeah, I mean, "You're going to get. We're going to send this filing cabinet over. You open it up, have a look at it, and uh, see what you think of it." And he gets this filing cabinet. It's full of a lot of weird objects, like some things that look sort of like wires and stuff, and little sort of chips and stuff. And uh, and he's given the job. Basically, what is this was debris from Roswell. He was told, and that his job was to try to figure out what some of this stuff might be, and. <laughs> And try to funnel it to people who might be doing re- research on similar things. And so that's his story. And again, a guy with an incredibly long and, and storied uh, career in the military. Um, uh, you know, had great, the highest possible uh, clearances and was... And what is know, his book? Trusted. It's called The Day After Roswell. Um, Philip Corso, and I, I think you said this earlier, either off, either off, you know, before the pot or whatever. He's like the modern. He he was sort of the the David Grush of his day, correct? Yeah, and again, it was he he waited again till the near the end of his life. Actually, the, the year after the book uh, was released, he died of a heart attack. Uh, a lot of people on the UFO world seem to die of heart attacks shortly after they they get too loud. Um, we don't count, so, right? We're not yeah, we're not no. we're not experts enough, right? Mm-mm. No. Okay, yeah. Good. Oh, na- yeah. We're we're going down way after Nap and Corbell. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're the coal. They're the canaries in the coal mine. Yeah. So they we just so, follow their trail. Yeah. So he so he published this book and basically just said it's time everyone knew the truth about it. That yeah that he was read in on this and that that was his job. He said I we had stuff that looked kind of like uh you know there were these wire things they were kind of like but we found that if you shine a light on them the light comes out the other end. And uh, then he, you know, then he heard people working on something called fiber optics. And he said, well, that sounds a little bit like this stuff I got in the drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say they send it out to them and say, here, look at this. Maybe this will help you with the research that you're already, already doing. So he, it wasn't the claim wasn't that um, that we just uh, that we got fiber optics from Ro- the Roswell craft or that we got mm-hmm. computer chips from the Roswell craft. The claim was that we had objects that might steer our own researchers who are already doing that research uh, in, in the right direction right. might save them some time. And that's basically what his claim was in his book that he didn't, you know, it wasn't like, you know, we just took this technology and, and deployed it. It was mm-hmm. that we used this technology to help steer research amongst human scientists. 
And that book would be The Day After Roswell the by Day Philip Corso. Um, so as our sort of, you know, as we wrap up our primer, I, I, wanna, I think we should do this periodically. Like, I think we need to sort of yeah. do like an abduction, yes. kind of like what started the abduction thing. Like do an episode about that. I think we should- Arnie and Betty. Yeah. Do, or like Travis Walton, like do, do just to get people up to speed. And I think this is instructive and helpful, honestly, for me to just kind of remind like, just 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 yeah. to go like big sort of macro focus and take the 30,000 foot view of what are sort of modern day yeah. Roswell, our modern day whistleblowers yeah. and and just be aware and, and, of. And, yeah, go ahead. You know, I was going to say and remind people that, that when you when you hear, oh, that was explained, uh, that think more about it. Was mm -hmm. it explained? What was the explanation? And does the explanation make any sense? Yeah. Like like, for example, for, like the, the Roswell. Uh, explanation makes no sense. Years later, they tried to up, up it and say, it, oh, it was a special weather balloon. It was a, a mogul weather balloon. It was a top secret weather balloon, which still makes no sense. There was somebody uh, on record um, who who said to George Knapp that it was some sort of like a, a Russian experimental plane that crashed. I mean, they, they can't even get... Their, their attempts to debunk are as, as absurd as uh, a far more absurd than than just the idea that like we're being checked out by an, yeah. another race, no, another I species. Think, well, at one point, I think they tried to claim that it was uh, 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 children mutilated by Nazi experiments mm -hmm. dropped from the sky. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's high. actually an excuse that was put out there. That was a yeah. that was one of the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is the, just the, terrible. The, that is, yeah, that is. Nazi, um, Children mutilated by Nazis. Yeah, I don't know what to were, say about that. Were dropped from the air. Yeah, um, to, for to uh, I'm not sure what the what the goal was. I don't either. What as projectiles yeah. to just like the yeah. finishing touch of the torture, yeah. but yeah. that but is that's, um, that's the other thing George Knapp found out when he was in Russia was that that Stalin had ordered people to investigate Roswell. So it definitely was he was Russia. spying on it because he was spying yeah, on it because it was an important <laughs> nuclear facility. Yeah. So they um, wanted to find out what the hell happened to Roswell. Yeah, at the, the time, these are uh, these are places to start for uh, for those just starting yeah. out to be yeah. UFO curious. Or and is Tic Tac, uh, Philip Corso, Roswell, yeah. um, and up to the 2017 article, and even books like this just published. Um, yeah, this and one's also, called "Inside the U.S. Government Covert UFO Program: Initial Revelations." I'm not selling this. I got no stake in this, except no. it's pretty interesting that the Department of Defense published this book mm -hmm. um, and scrubbed it for a year. And it's still filled with the weirdest shit you can possibly imagine. So, yeah. And it's, it's not and me, it's written, not you. And it's written by the two people who ran the, uh, the, the funded uh, top secret military research. Yeah. Uh, funded, you know, funded by the U.S. government study of UFOs called Offset. and our dear, uh, our dear friend George Knapp again. Like he, it's just um so cool that he uh, was so generous with his time, and that was yeah. just an amazing kind of walk through recent yeah. history. And he's such a big and, part of it. And people should also watch the uh, News Nation has done a wonderful two part uh, 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 sort of celebration and exploration of George Knapp as well. Which yeah. is, worth is that a two? Is that a two parter? Yeah, yeah, but not a three-parter like not a three-parter. Really, 
not like really with Tom and Dave, yeah. which, uh, no. you know, has uh, outdone itself. We've outdone ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is going to be yeah, hard to top, but we're exciting. going to keep topping it. Um, well, I guess we should say, well, actually, this will have aired, will air after. This is going to air after. Yeah, that we're, we're, we are recording at oh, Halloween. We hope you've we already have... enjoyed. We hope you've yeah, already no, enjoyed, they've already the enjoyed George, George. Because they're Absolutely. being edited as we speak these words. Oh, yeah. They've taken it all in and, and been amazed and astounded. And uh, this is, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to talk with them again. And yeah. um, our buddy Jeremy and just... Just remind, just to refresh. You just got to like, it's like refreshing your computer. Like refresh, get rid of all the noise. Yeah. Get rid of all the noise and just take in some of the basic kind of truths here, um, yeah. which and, is that the yeah. we are living in some interesting fucking yeah. times. Yeah. This isn't crazy. It isn't fringe. Uh, it's just, uh, it's the reality we are already living in, mm-hmm. even though only about 2% of the population are aware of it at this point. Yeah. But so uh, that's what that's that. This is the service we provide, yeah. And uh, we're 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 happy to do it. But um, hey, look, man, happy oh, and, Halloween! Yes, and buy war bonds. Um, <laughs> and buy war bonds. Uh, take care of your tummy. Stay away I from uh, you know whatever is going well, on with you. You have I just the viewers should know you've soldiered on through uh, mm-hmm. incredible distress as intestinal it's, it's, distress. It's squiffy tum tum is what I call it. It's squiffy. Uh, squiffy I don't know what that is, but I mm-hmm. but I'll I'll remember it now. <laughs> um, Dave Foley, ladies and gentlemen, under great uh, health distress, has been here to give you the truth about. Uh, me, I think I have a bit of a, a bit of a glow from it, though. I think I do. I think you look a little a little thinner. You can look mm-hmm. kind of have a nice, you know, I'm it works for that. you. I don't I'm know what to say. Yeah, yeah, you look great. Um, thanks all. Uh, we will, uh, we'll see you again at the same bat time, uh, same bat station. Uh, subscribe and like yeah. uh, on our YouTube channel at Really with Tom and Dave. Please like and subscribe and, and send us your comments and uh, all your nice thoughts. And if you have, if you have uh, uh, criticisms, keep them constructive. Um, and, Mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, at least clever, at least if you're going to be abusive, be clever about it. For sure. For sure. We missed something. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. If Mark Twain want to criticize us, I'd go, Oh, oh, that's witty. I'd pay attention. And I, yes. And it has to be done with crisp imagination. H.L. Mencken comes back from the grave to mock us. (laughs) That would be great. That'd be amazing. That would be a podcast in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, buddy. All right. Good to see you. Good to see you, pal. Good night, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One, two, three, four. 
Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.